This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Yo, Jason Glick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I meant I briefly mentioned in the last podcast that I'd get you're on talking about more more and all stuff. But basically the theme of this podcast is going to be interesting failures. Mm. Yeah, so Ellis is probably gonna want to kick my ass after hearing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. But basically, th- this this revolves around like um two like two series that like I've wanted to like um write up in full in full form from one of the from one of my blog like in like odd week blog blog posts um for for the site, but just haven't gotten around to finding finding the time yet. So I figured, hey, you know what? I'll just make a podcast about it. Dang. Yeah. So to start things off with Astonishing X Men Volume Five, which mm. as you might have guessed isn't by Joss Whedon or, or and John Cassidy because they, they concluded their story with Volume 5. Mm-hmm. The, with Volume 4, Volume 5 picks up um, with new with new creators, um, Warren Ellis and Simone Bianchi. Right. Now, now, Ellis, like, he, he's a talented writer and all pretty much just by just about anything that, that his that, that his name is on. And like, like seeing him tack, tackle the X-Men, yeah, you know, that's, that's a certain amount of appeal in itself because even though he says he's like, like writing superheroes is in his priority. Like he still knows how to do them very well, and he's got a great and that's it. He's got a great handle on the astonishing cast, with um, which consists of um, Wolverine, Cyclops, Emma Frost, Beast, um, um, Hisako, like Hisako, the got the um, like psychic armor and new member Storm, because well, you know, like I figured like like while she's been married, <coughs> while she's been married to um to Black Panther for. For a while now, it's like I figure like Ellis got Ellis said like, hey, you know, I want to write Storm for, for Astonishing X Men now. And, like, and Marvel editorial said, yeah, okay, sure. And it's it's good it's good seeing her here because she talks about how she talks about how you know it's like I'm queen in this in the country of Wakanda. Like, I have to go I have to go to this um this guy on the mountain if I want to have an argument if I want to have an argument with someone who disagrees with me. And she says, oh, it's great hanging out with you guys again. You'll you'll fight with me at a drop of a hat. And the story starts off with with, with a mysterious murder murder in, in San Francisco and the X Men going over to going over to Sri Lanka to fight to fight find this find some per, find this person who's setting up what's called a ghost box a, a a portal between a portal between realities and apparently as we're told by Ellis this it's like this like um. Like the stress between of um transporting between re- realities using these devices creates a a broken broken world and apparently the people who are on the other side of these boxes are trying to like invade invade this world in order to in order to take it over and use it for themselves. Now this now the rest of this rest of the of volume consists of the X Men trying to find out trying to find out more about who what the origin of the ghost boxes is who's using them which leads them to this um mis- this um un unscannable place in China, which eventually leads them to this to the fact that like someone is creating new mutants, which you know like, shouldn't be possible because after the events of M Day and getting the X Men continuity here, no new mutants should be able to be able to create it due to the Scar- Scarlet Witch's proclamation of no no more mutants. Then we eventually find out that hey, apparently these these um these crazy ass mutants have been created by Forge. Now Forge, those of you who don't know, isn't is a mutant who's got the power to um see to see how mach- how machinery is created and that's she's a, she's a great inventor he can understand like just the inner workings of just about any any mechanical object mm-hmm. now forge has been around for a while and you know he's been you know, you know a pretty stable kind of character it's like he's also and uh, granted he's got one of those like pa- these powers that his 
kind of kind of ill ill defined that you can just use that you can like, kind of like talk about in any way. And apparently that's that's what Ellis has has done here. He's apparently told us that Forge has gone insane from from seeing from from understanding that hey that um that F sorry let me back up a second because in I have to go back to more X Men continuity because in the um, Messiah conflict crossover we found out that there were other that some other alternate features that had popped up after like that involved mutants after after the events of M Day apparently Forge um foresaw like like uh, like invasions from these other realities in order to um, take over ours now that mutants have been depowered apparently he's been creating mute other other um, freakish mutants in order to in order to save us from them and that's pretty much it it's basically boils down to the x-men fighting against for forges forges mutant army and then eventually like you know like saving things by having by by the beast um call, calling in a favor from sword sentient worlds observation division to just fry forges um forges post forges um stop um stronghold from orbit now i'll say this isn't exactly a bad volume but you know it's like that's because i i like i like ellis i like x-men i can like get just getting some some entertainment from seeing him work with the characters here he's got a great handle on them but it just doesn't quite hold together mainly because ellis revolves around a lot of of telling and not showing like we're told about what about what these um other these other mutants from other realities are trying to do we're told about why forge went insane rather than actually shown any of this stuff and the problem is it's like it's the story is just too decompressed like it's like we spend a lot of time like hearing hearing people talk about this stuff and while else writes entertaining dialogue it's it's like it's it's not doesn't actually like um focus on a whole lot of like stuff at hand like like all of this stuff I feel he could just just could tighten things up and just just show done a lot of the showing rather than the telling of the stuff that he's that he's depicting here and the the irony is that even though it's like it's it goes on for a lot a lot of time about just like um these other mutants invading us from an alternate reality. That's like a great long form story. Like I would have liked like to see a lot of like this this the storyline gone over a lot of volumes, but it doesn't seem like we're going to get that. Well, I mean, we could see what what's going to happen in the next volume, but for understand that involves um dead mutants being remade into um, war machines. But with this, it's just kind of like yeah, like we got the story. It's like it's it's slow. It's slow, slow, slow action. Slow, slow, slow. Like climax. Oh, we're done. Like on to the next one, so I just wish we could have gotten. I don't know. It's like it, it need it needed better pacing for that. It just need a stronger editorial hand. Just like step in, and I know Ellis is a very scary, per, scary person as far as a right in in real life, and I just wish they someone had just gone in and told them like you know it's like like Warren, you need to you need to like tighten things up, and I just like it just like do like and just like increase put more story in these things. And like, even if it meant the loss of one of their limbs and all, but overall, it's like you know, it's it's not a bad story, but it's not something I'd. But well, I I would recommend um Joss Whedon and John Cassidy's previous Astonishing X Men volumes to anyone who really isn't interested in the X Men mythos. This one I don't really I could only recommend to like just like the hardcore X Men fans or Ellis completists like myself. That being said, his Ellis's other story stories in this arc which 
are which um four short eight page stories um part of the ghost box that are um style of ghost boxes that were comp- that were originally published as two like see two issues for four bucks each which got a lot of flack for being for being like you know like four like four issues like like eight bucks for like thirty two page like let's see thirty two pages of story. Yeah, it's like that's a pain. That's it's a pain in the ass to buy, and I realize that's probably the main reason this volume costs twenty five bucks, um, without going through the Amazon discount. But these are actually like I'm um, pretty interesting stories because Ellis knows how to write, how to. Ellis actually does compact a lot of story into these eight, these eight pages that he's given for these for these stories that show the ex the X-Men just like I'm um, fa- failing badly to stop the startup of the the ghost box in in Sri Lanka. An alternate story with um, X Men in a in a steampunk steampunk era London, and also one where um, Cyclops Cyclops fails to, st- to um, save everyone and then winds up um, winds up trying to create commit suicide by by severing his head using his optic beams, and the best one, which you know like, even though these stories are very depressing, they're still quite entertaining. That shows um, Hisako um, leading um, leading a uh, a badly, a badly broken Wolverine and beast to this one, one place that is supposed to save them, sa- save the Earth from, save, save them from the um, impending, uh, impending um, in- interdimensional mutant assault, but winds up only just being a, a bad, like a bad place, bad place for everyone involved, mm-hmm. and it's it's good stuff, but still not not quite enough to, to recommend the entire volume, mm-hmm. still. Yeah, like, still, so I can't, you know, because I, because I like Ellis, like I'm willing to like give the next vo- next volume, which is gonna be five issues, and have feature art from Phil Jimenez, a chance. But you know, it's like overall, it's like you know, just like I said, if you're an Ellis completist like me, or you really, really like X Men, that's that's about all I can all I can recommend this oh. series for. Yeah, the next series is one that com- <coughs> now the next series is one that completed last. That recently concluded last year called Astro Project. It's a manga by by writing a marginal and an artist named Su- Suji Takea. Now marginal, like that's you think that's a clever pen name, and you think that and you'd be right because that's actually that's actually the alias one of the alias for for um writer Garon Tsuchiya, who's best known for writing the um the manga the manga Old Boy, which 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 Park Chan Wook's excellent film is based off of. Mm-hmm. This story is basically this. This is the story of a guy named Masahiko. who's got the the day job of driving, of driving um faded actresses and singers, to their to their call girl girl jobs for the mob, and um he, he finds out one day that his sister has died, and then basically um when he goes to pay pays respects to her, her place he winds up picking up this one CD that she was listening to, and finds out that it's that allows him to um experience out of an out of body experience. Like he allows him to to leave his body while he while he listens to the C D and just like explore the explore the world like as it's like as an astral projection. Hence the title. Now he sent he he suddenly finds out that he subsequently finds out that other people are are able to do this, including a um, a homeless person named Zanpato, his daughter let's see and his daughter who doesn't know that her that her father allowed um granted her the power to to, to um see the world as an asshole project and this um see and this projection of a um failed character designer named named Slimy Coon 
and this um, other projection that he uh, focused on while he bought this art bought this art book of, of um, Francis Bacon that also talks talks to him as well. It's crazy stuff, and it's it's interesting because it's got the same slow burn that um, slow burn style of storytelling that that Tsuchiya did with um, Old Boy. Really reading this, it gets the feeling that he had a lot of ideas about st- like stuff like from astral projection to the um, idea of um, audio hallucination, uh, people being recorded audio hallucinations, like the, like kind of allow Masahiko to to um, experience the world's astral project to the to um, to Amer- American military industrial complex trying to create like use astral project astral projection to spy on other people. It's like lots of lots of these things, but you just get the feeling that he wasn't able to like actually like like put these things into any one story. So he just put them all he just took all this other stuff and just put it all into one story for himself. Oh. Yeah, it's I like I said, it's not exactly bad, but it's leads to some really wonky story um, plot progression because like uh, you get the feeling that he that that Tsuchiya is just going through a lot of this stuff in his head because like it doesn't because like as as Masaki was going through this stuff, like he'll get through, like he'll have these people talking to him about about one thing. Then as soon as he as soon as they're done talking to him, someone else will come right up to him and say, "Oh yeah, this is what this is what's gonna happen now." It's like it's a very mechanical plot 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 projection. Like he's going like he's going from one thing right to the other, like solely based on the plot on the plot plot prediction um on the mechanics of the plot rather than just like having feel having feel natural. Or like a natural development, with, and you know it's like it's it's interesting enough that like I was like even though I got the first three volumes as a as a birthday gift. I was interested enough to buy the fourth volume, see how things wrapped up. It doesn't quite hang together because the ultimate resolution is basically um, Masahiko cut. Eventually reuniting with the spirit of his sister who tells him, no, it's like, astral projection really isn't, like, you don't really need this kind of stuff to enrich your life. You just need to live, learn to live your life, like, by yourself in your own way. And it's like, it's like, it's, they've, it's rather disappointing, disappointing ending. Mainly because the fact that this, it's, it's predicated on a central irony of the storytelling because all of the, because, like, the stuff that doesn't involve, like, Masiko's astral project adventures are actually really interesting. Like I like hearing about his story, his experiences as as a chauffeur to uh, to um, faded actresses and singers who work, now work as call girls. I like hearing about like the. It's interesting to hear about the adventures of his pseudo pseudo girlfriend Zampato's daughter, who is living on the fringes of society, working three working three jobs in order to keep herself, and keep her, keep herself above above water. Even though her mother is like a complete drunk. Who doesn't know doesn't know how to live without without her care and she's and her and she's just living herself like in, in mong in manga cafes just paying seven fifty a night for a place to stay. Oh. And Zapato, who's just like a homeless guy who ran out on his daughter years ago, how he eventually realizes that, you know, I wanna make something in my life. I wanna do something and he eventually like gets Masahiko to ask him ask his um his Yakuza bosses for a job um, like basically swind- uh, posing as a um, respected college professor, swindling other people, um, of their, other, other savings, and like, and that that stuff is that stuff is really interesting. I'd like to hear more of this, but that's not not the focus of things. The other problem is that artist Suji Takea, yeah, just he's competent on the storytelling process, but he's really a lot of times like, he's shifting his his style 
like a whole lot throughout the series. I mean, you'll see it get changes a lot between like the very various chapters in the in the first volume, and he seems to have like a real real predilection for showcasing really serious moments in shadow or a really extreme cross hatching. So it's kind of like at first I thought like you know this this reads like a first effort by by an artist like he's just trying to like make his name in the world. But then I realized that I did some research and said, oh this he's actually been doing this for a while. So so I was kind of so I, so it's like it's yeah I, I just wish for wish that I, we could have gotten like an artist with like a more confident approach to things like especially like with his like with his like um need to make um Zampato's daughter um look really moe or cute like in in certain places places as well and it just it just doesn't have a really real consist, consistent style throughout so and it's like I'm and just it just also amazes me that a lot of the, that this got this got a lot of nods over the years like being one of the best um seinen or young men's series um available and it's yeah like I said it's not it's not that it's bad. I mean, it's it's got it's got some nice par- nice parts to it, but you know it's uh, you know it's like I guess you can you can find it in the half off bins when you're going to a convention. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, it's probably worth you know giving it, checking it out to see if it's, if it's your thing. But overall, it's like you know it's like if you're it's it's more different than good. So that's that's all I can say. In the, that's all I can say about this series in the end. There's better. CMX has done better series, and there's better seri- better scene in series out out there for you to look at as well. Mm. Okay, so that's it for now. And hey, you know maybe next time I'll actually like talk about series that have been that have been releasing this brand new decade or, of two thousand and ten. So we'll all right, s- all right. So we'll see how this how this goes then. All right. See you next time. Later. Later.